Hey, Emmy, can you say this is dinner for dessert? This is dinner for dessert. Close enough. Hey, Eric. Hey, Pop. If you could switch places with any other human being on the planet, but you'd have to give up one of your limbs, which human would you switch with and which limb would you give up? What if I don't want to? Um, I guess you don't have to switch with anyone. <coughs> but I guess for segment's sake, I should pick somebody? No, you could say I love myself that much that I don't want to switch places with anyone. Um... Dan Balzerian. Who is Dan Balzerian? He's that, uh, that millionaire poker player who just hangs out with uh, porn stars and shoots guns all day. Oh, is he the guy that threw one of them yes, off the roof? Yes, he threw Janice Griffith off the... Oh, wow, dude. God. Wow, first minute. <laughs> Unbelievable. A minute and 12 <laughs> seconds into the episode and you're already cursed. Unbelievable. A minute 12, this guy. Curses. And I was so proud of myself last week for not cursing once. We literally spent like 10 minutes before the show talking about how good we are at not cursing on the show. <laughs> anyway, yes, he threw her off the roof and uh, into a pool, and he kind of came up a little short, and she hit her ankle on the side of the pool before going in the water. Oh. Broke it. Made for a hilarious video. All right, so this guy is, he hangs out with porn stars. He's on Instagram. Like, How does he make money? Supposedly he made it from poker, but people think he lies about that, and he just like inherited it. That's probably more likely. But either way, so you trade places with him? Yeah, I mean like, he does all the fun things in life that like a millionaire should do, you know? Okay. Like so, yachts, like uh, dune buggies in the desert. You know what I mean? Now, would you change? Like, would you become him, or would you just be you? But I'd be, I'd be me. Okay, so if that's the case, just I don't. Well, I don't want to. I don't want to poop on your uh, your choice, but why don't you just pick a billionaire instead and then just do all those things? I mean, why? I don't know, because he's only a millionaire. But he's already doing it, so I don't have to like, do any work. I just fall into that rut. So I just like, wake up one morning and there's Janice Griffith to throw off a roof? <laughs> okay. Except I'd clear the, the ledge and get her in the water. I, feel, I have a good feeling you would clear the ledge. Yeah. All right. What limb would you give up? Uh, so it has to be either an, an arm or a leg? You know, I don't know what constitutes a limb so i don't know let's just go with it all right so i guess my left arm your left arm yeah because right. at that point then i can get somebody to make me like a dope skynet left arm if you had a bionic left arm yeah and you could only get two attachments like two like modification attachments okay that's a great, what would the two modifications that's be? a great question i mean one of them i would have to go with uh, at just moving fingers. Just a regular hand. Like a regular hand would have to be one of the choices. Yeah. Second choice, mm, chainsaw. A chainsaw. How, what? Okay. Hey, you know what? It's your life. <laughs> but I just don't know when you're going to use it. But hey. Where am I going to use any of them, though? If I got like, you it's, know, a machete or a rocket launcher, like what am I going to use yeah, anything like it's that? It's funny. Is it weird that the first thing that popped into my head as I asked you that question was a t-shirt shooter, like <laughs> from a basketball game? Oh, just like a foam hand? Yeah, just it was just shoot. No, it was shoot out t-shirts at the crowd. No, but like imagine a foam hand. Oh, that's foam like, that's hand. what I chose. <laughs> hey, I feel like you could just put that on top of your bionic. Like hand. a 1986 Mets foam hand, dude. <laughs> that's what I would want. 
How about you, Jonesy? What would you put as your as your second attachment? Oh, it'd be that extending boxing glove deal from like 1930. <laughs> oh, that's could pretty be, cool. Like yeah. data from Goonies. Yes. From, you, yeah, the he, thing that comes out of his chest, but it would come out of my arm. Okay, I'm okay with that. I feel like that'll get more use in life than your uh, chainsaw. Unless you put on the flannel I'm wearing and become a lumberjack. Yes, then it, I'm set. Yeah. Or it's the apocalypse. Then I'm showing off. I'm like eating lunch and like chopping limbs. You know what I mean? Dude, imagine like you do that and then a week later it's a zombie apocalypse. You're golden. Uh, well. <laughs> In the land of the dead or the undead, the man with the chainsaw hand is king. In the land of the skunk, the man with no nose is king. <laughs> it's true. It's true. All right. So um, I'm, pretty, I'm pretty happy with your choice. Yeah, you didn't seem so happy with it. I, at first, it took me a while to get used to this idea of you becoming Dan Balzarian. I mean, like my my first answer though was I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to change. Okay, that's fair. That's that's a good answer too. I just gave you an answer because you looked at me like I was wrong with not giving an answer, so I gave you an answer. Let's I thought jo- of who's out there like partying and living it up, and I chose him. I like it. Let's ask Jonesy. What do you think, Jones? What would you do? Oh, who would I be? Who would you be? What limb would you give up? And then what? Bionic hand uh, attachment? Would you get Tony Hawk right leg? Wow! You you'd become a skateboarder <laughs> yeah. who uses his feet. The most famous of all the skateboarders. He uses his legs for his craft, and then you would give up the leg. Yeah, I would get a prosthetic one, and then I would get better at it, and that would be the coolest story ever. Yeah, I guess you'd be able to land crazier things from crazier heights on a. Yeah, I have, have a skateboard foot. Be dope. All right, I'll take it. That's fair. That's fair. I spent a lot of time thinking about this. <laughs> um, all right, so I'm I'm pretty happy with both of your answers. Yeah. Did you have one in mind or no? No, I have no clue. All right. I don't I don't really think ahead, but what I did think about today was the fact that we have a very special guest tonight. Yeah. Who's that? Uh, his name is TK the Architect. Woo! I, I've been listening to his music nonstop. Not only for, I don't know, the last year and a half, maybe two years, but this past week, since we started talking about him last week and getting him on the show this week, nonstop rotation. I literally haven't listened to any other music except for TK. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. You pushed it on me so hard that I have been listening to it nonstop as well. Uh, So we have him in the studio tonight. We're going to bring him in soon. I'm super excited. I'm pumped. And like usually we hold off on our guests until like later in the show. But we're just going to bring him in right after the feedback loop. Yeah, so we'll do... Super pumped. Yeah, we'll do the feedback loop, get through... We got a lot of feedback this week, so we'll get through that, and then we'll bring him on, and uh, we'll rock and roll. All right, let's hit it. We're, we're professionals. All right. So we got a ton of feedback this week. Usually that, I mean, that could be good or bad. Uh, it, it depends. I haven't <laughs> looked at the feedback yet, so it could be all negative feedback. Me neither. Well, the first one is from Steve, and he wrote, OMG, talking about last week's episode, he wrote, OMG, as soon as it starts, pomp quotes Spaceballs. That's how you know it's going to be a good one. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, because I got tripped up on the tense of what i was talking about and i was like when will then be now <laughs> yeah. yeah it took me a minute to understand what he meant and then i had to go back and actually listen to the beginning of the episode so steve i appreciate you i love you maybe more than a friend so keep the feedback coming 
Uh, and I'm I'm glad you appreciated the uh, the reference. And Steve's living out in Colorado now, which is crazy. So he's bringing the DFD sound out there, which nice. is cool. Nice, Colorado. Yeah, it's like basically Alaska. I miss him. I miss him. I miss him too. But he I'm, loves the green, and he's close to it. So good for him. <laughs> I miss him too. But maybe pizza will order out for you. <laughs> Was that a? That, <laughs> he just spaceballed. That was a spaceballs reference. That's what's going to happen this entire episode, guys. <laughs> oh, no. What did we do? Okay. All right. So the next one's from Derek. Uh, and he said, you should allow cursing because that's how you talk in real life and there's no kids listening. And Eric hates Seinfeld. And uh, Seinfeld is Mr. No Cursing. So if you hate Seinfeld and Seinfeld hates cursing, you have to love cursing. What do you think? Should we start cursing on the show? Well, I mean, at 112, I, I already did. So... <laughs> Well, I could still censor it out. Seinfeld, I, have, I, still, I have the censor button Seinfeld now. sucks. I will never change my opinion on that, and that's that. We'll try to curse, maybe. We'll see. We'll try it on. See how it feels. <laughs> Just a tip. All right. So the next feedback <laughs> is from uh, the most handsome podcast host of all time, who knows how to read good and practices good hygiene. His name is Pomp. Oh, I thought uh, you were talking about Joe Rogan. No, no. <laughs> I was no. like, he listens to us? That's his, awesome. His, his name is me. Um, and so my feedback is I watched the movie El Camino, the Breaking Bad movie on Netflix. So let me ask you a question. When we finished the podcast last week, you went downstairs and started it. Did you watch it that night? Yeah. Oh, you watched, watched the whole thing? It, I watched it right after the, the, the podcast was finished. And it was very good. It was good closure to the Breaking Bad story. But it didn't feel like a movie. It felt like an epilogue to another movie. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Like, it didn't have its own story. It oh. was just the ending of Breaking Bad. It was the ending of, of Jesse, which you never got on the original. Yeah. So. That's why I enjoyed it. But it felt like an epilogue. Do you know? Does that make sense? Yeah. It felt like just an extended episode. <laughs> yes. Like, if they let that finale go for like two and a half hours, that would have all been in there. Yes. Yes. Uh, but it was great. And we said we were going to give everyone spoilers. So here it comes. <laughs> Best part of the movie is like the Western style shootout. Yeah. Like they have like a legitimate like duel. With six shooters? I don't Are know. Are they all wearing dusters? They was were high noon? No dusters. It was, it was uh, not high noon. It was low, low noon. What's like midnight called in the West? Midnight? Do you think they called it midnight? Didn't have like a cool cowboy name for it? I don't think so. Man, they got to step their uh, slang up. Here's the deal. If any of you can come up with a great name. <laughs> yes. For, new for challenge. what cowboys should have called midnight. New challenge. If you come up with a new term for midnight in the Wild West, we'll give you, uh, I don't know, a free DFD t-shirt. When we make them. When we get them, yeah. We don't have them. All right. Next piece of feedback is from Tommy. down in, Tommy's in Florida, right? Yes. So Tommy said, In-N-Out is the single most overrated fast food joint ever. And he's with me. That burger fry in Oceanside is amazing. Cool. So he's double wrong in one feedback comment. I'm just saying, In-N-Out burger is only good because it's like rare. You can't get it that often. Uh, In-N-Out's only good because it's delicious. No, it's good. But if you had In-N-Out burger around the block from you, I don't know if you'd feel the same way. Why? I have Chick-fil-A here and I eat it constantly. But we didn't have Chick-fil-A. I literally live 30 feet from a Taco Bell. I eat it constantly. I had Taco Bell for dinner tonight. I had Taco Bell yesterday for dinner. Oh, can we talk about Taco Bell for a second? I'm getting fed up with Taco Bell. They're getting on a list right now. They're on the poop list, and I'll tell you why. They discontinued the toasted cheddar chalupa a week after they launched it. I just fell in love with it. No, it's a week after we talked about it on the show. 
We are like a curse. I went tonight and I'm like, can I get a double decker taco with some nacho cheese? Uh, we don't serve that anymore. No, they clipped that after we spoke of that. They clipped the Milksy Melt after we spoke of that. And now the freaking toasted cheddar chalupa. I'm getting fed up with Taco Bell. Um, so that's that. All right. Uh, from Isaac, um, he was saying that I was talking about the cheese that they that when I was in Canada. That sounded like the craziest meal. He said he thinks it's raclette cheese, raclette. I don't know how to pronounce that ra- word. Ra- raclette. I've never seen that word before. In I was my going with life. a soft A. I was going raclette. Yeah, he said it's fantastic, and Brew Cheese is a place in Northport, which is out in Long Island, uh, make sandwiches with that, and they're great. So I kind of feel like we got to go try uh, Brew Cheese now, even that's a weird name for a place, but I'll go try it. Yeah, I'm down, for sure. I mean, I'm always good down for a good road trip and food. The combo of the two is fantastic. Yeah, word. All right, so Blank Man hit us with, Todd from Breaking Bad is married to Kirsten Dunst in real life. That's a little fun fact. So Todd, the guy who was in El Camino, he was like a huge part yes. of El Camino. Okay. That's a good fun fact. Uh, I can't believe that, man, because that guy seems like the, like you would think that somebody like in, in like a bigger position would be married to someone like her. Well, it all makes sense. To, I don't know if you guys watch Fargo, but on season two, they were both on it. Uh, so and now maybe it kind of makes, they... maybe they met there. Oh, Maybe. Oh, why am I reading this like they've been married like 100 years? Maybe it's a, a recent thing, right? <laughs> Could be, yeah. I don't know anything about either of these people. Me neither. It's funny, though, that in El Camino, he the dude, the actor definitely gained like 85 pounds. <laughs> he got comfortable. So they've definitely been married for oh, a little. Yeah. But it's supposed to take, like, the movie's supposed to take place like right after Breaking yeah. Bad ends, where he's l- literally 80 pounds lighter. Yeah. But it's supposed to be the same time period. So, um that guy really screwed up. I, you think that like the director was pissed? Like, dude, really? I, I mean, like, you, you had to gain eighty-five pounds. I don't know how planned this was the whole time, so it's not like you can really hold it against him. Yeah, doesn't well, matter. He's still awesome. So yeah. Uh, so Rich Dorney had good feedback. We we were all freaking out about what the hell a woodchuck was. Yeah, none of us knew what a woodchuck looked like. So it turns out a woodchuck and a groundhog are the same thing, which blew my mind. Nuts. Okay, so this is a three-parter for for you eric specifically yes i love from I charlie stuff. so he said eric could not be more right about in and in and out burger on three points well that's why charlie is my favorite listener yeah one it's the best on the list yep. of the things that we had last week two more people would probably agree with us with you guys if they had in and out burger so he thinks that they didn't win in and out burger didn't win the the poll because not enough not people, enough people have had tried it, it. And then three, it may gain a bit of appeal because it's not available here. I don't know, man. I just I feel like In and Out's way overrated. I think you're overrated. I kind of think it's overrated too. I, think, I love I think it. You're overrated too. I love all cheeseburgers, and I love In and Out Burger, and I love the double double animal style. But I'm just saying, if you had an In and Out Burger right next to like Burger Fight, next to Five Guys, next to Shake Shack, and you had just a blind taste test, yeah, I don't know In-N-Out if In and Out wins. I don't know time. if In and Out wins. All right. Agree to disagree. See, Five Guys I don't hate. Burgerfy I hate. Yeah. And Shake Shack is just cool. That's fair. That's fair. In and Out wins for me, though. All right. Well, that concludes our feedback from last week. All right. I'm looking through our notes. We have a ton to get through. Yeah, today. dude. I never had to scroll this much through notes for a show. So Jesus. I say we um, take a quick break. 
and then uh, come back and bring uh, TK the Architect onto the I'm show. I'm totally in and pumped. I was hoping for snow, so I had a good excuse. Cause this staying still never leave the house. Got me tripping out. I put my mania to use. Another barrier to truth. Used to own the sky like I was Zeus. Lightning through the roof, stars aligned in view. Slip my way on through when I blues. TK the Architect in the house. What's up, brother? What's good, y'all? How y'all doing? Thank you so, for having me on. Uh, so pumped to have you on the show. That song right there is called Still, and I've literally been listening to that specific song like in the car on repeat. Hell yeah, man. I appreciate That's that. That's like my go-to, I just so that. you know. It's so good. I'm just going to make it louder again. <laughs> Eric, you feel that? That's talent. Yeah. Something that me, you, and Jones do not have. No, Jones has it. Me and you have no talent. Y'all gonna make me blush. <laughs> no, like, TK is blushing in the room right now. On a serious yeah. note, like, um, I love what you do, right? Musically, I love like trip hop and like drum and bass, and there's so like there's that in there, and it makes me so happy. Thank you. You yeah, know what yeah. I mean? I'm influenced by a lot of things, so I try to evolve and bring in all the things I love into yeah. my music, little by little. You know, through my various phases of musicianship, I guess. And I could tell it, and I love it, man. Yeah. Yeah, so that's actually a great place to start off. What is your origin story? How far back we going? The womb? Go for it. Start, start we going at the womb, my speaking. friend. Start at the womb. Uh, if we want to go like brief history of where I, my like my background, my mother is straight from Japan. Cool. She came here like in her twenties and through a really convoluted way met my father, who was born and bred New York mutt, like Italian, German, Irish, Polish, a bunch of stuff. Okay. And. They fell in love, I guess. And then my mom went back to Japan and my dad went to Japan to box. I'm doing air quotes right now. <laughs> He's, he, was, he was legitimately like on track to be a professional boxer, but he went to Japan to train for boxing, in air quotes. But he really went to go get my mom. <laughs> oh, that's and dope. then they came back here and then I'm the first of two and we came out. And then years later, typical story, they got divorced and stuff. But here I am and that, I feel like that was a tremendous part of who I am and the way I view things. Sure. That dichotomy of like, being a New Yorker and being half white, but to most people, I am a Japanese kid. And I feel like most people don't see that in me yeah. until they get to know me and then they recognize that I'm much more than just an Asian kid. I'm Asian, but I'm also white and I'm, I cook and I'm Italian. And like, there's a lot of aspects to me that I feel like people don't see on the surface and that had a big part in the way I view things. And then long story short, in elementary school, kids started playing in bands and I wanted to be in a band, but I didn't play anything. So I got into a band saying I would be the band DJ. I had no DJ equipment. <laughs> I had an old Casio keyboard that had like drum loops built into it. So I like finagled that and I pretended like I was part of the band. And then eventually I joined a ska band and I was playing clarinet in a ska band. And then I was told clarinet's not cool. And I was like, I don't care. I want to play in a ska. Don't, don't tell Eric that. Eric plays clarinet. I you play, play clarinet, clarinet in elementary school, man. Yeah. I, did you have a yellow clarinet though? No, were, you that hard, were you that hardcore? No, I it? wish. I wish. I had a yellow I'm one. Jealous. Um, but yeah, I played in ska bands and then I wanted to start writing the songs. So I was like, let me learn an instrument where I can actually write the chords that I'm playing on and I'm writing the melodies too. So I learned guitar in order to be able to execute that. And then long story short, I played in a bunch of bands and I would freestyle at parties and my friends would be like, you should rap for real. But I didn't think anyone would take me seriously until I finally found the confidence to be like, you know what? I don't care what anyone thinks anymore. I'm going to incorporate that into what I do. And so I started rapping. And then uh, I slowly brought back in that band stuff into my music. And here I am. 
And here you are with like dope tracks that we love to listen to right now. Yeah, that's awesome. All right, so where did the name TK the Architect come from? So the name comes from a metaphor my father has been drilling into my head since I was old enough to understand things. But he would always tell me, Zachary, life's a house and you're always building a house. And everything you do in your life is a brick in this house. And you have to think about the way you're designing it and make sure you're happy with it at the end of the day. And you're an architect of your own life. And that resonated with me for my entire life. And I think that, I didn't realize it at first, but subconsciously that is definitely the way I look at things. And like, I'm not an actual architect. I want to make that clear. I get asked that all the time. (laughs) I am 100% not an architect. I don't want to claim to have any kind of credential like that. But yeah, that metaphor definitely had a significant impact on the way I look at things and the way I handle myself in my life and my work and who I want to be in this world. So I think that's probably where it came from all right well tk the architect is definitely a better choice than like zach the builder so yeah yes so, zach yeah. the builder wouldn't have <laughs> so no, i don't think so yeah all right so let me tell you what happened the other day we were like discussing you through we have like a, a text chat mm-hmm. that we just talked to each other all day and and uh i went to write tk the architect but it auto-corrected it to tk the archduke <laughs> which <laughs> <laughs> we thought it was hysterical that's pretty and good. we're like hey any chance maybe you think of changing your name to it but now that i heard the origin story i don't yeah, even yeah. want to yeah, i don't even want to throw that. it out there archduke sounds regal as hell it was yeah. pretty funny yeah. dude like apple autocorrect is the worst you don't have an iphone like thankfully because yeah, yeah. it is awful the whole time you're telling that story, I'm just trying to picture my dad trying to tell me a metaphor. <laughs> but Christopher, you know your, your life. It's kind of like a house. Like you go in it and then you leave it and then you go back in it again. Like that. I have no idea and, what you're And you're always about. paying for it. Chris. And you're always paying for it. And, and by the way, while, while I have you listening, I think your mother's trying to kill me. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that sounds just like it. That's so your That's my dad, dad in that show. Uh, so good. All right, so... Uh, What's your process for writing lyrics? I always like to ask people this because, like, we had our own thing, and like, mm. I'm curious what you what your thing is. Lately, it starts with mumbling, and not on some mumble rap stuff. I don't want to get into that, but just like on some basic. I feel like the feel of it is the most important part, and the way it comes. Me and my fellow writer friends, we call it mouth feel, and like mm. the way it comes out of my mouth and how it feels coming out is the most important part. So I'll sit there and I'll freestyle, and sometimes words come out, sometimes random syllables of noise are coming out. And then I pick out what I like from that. I'm like, that felt really good. And then I'll go back in and make words over it that feel good. And I'll tweak it accordingly based on what I'm trying to say. But I go with mouthfeel first. That's paramount. And I've been working with a lot of like up and coming songwriters lately. And that's, I keep telling them like, go with that first. Because yeah. there's so many famous songwriters that make that first. And I feel like that's super important. Uh, first off, I love that term mouthfeel. It's amazing. Yeah, it's a little gross, but it's also amazing. No, so yeah, like it's perfect. So like we would we would write songs like we wrote a song like basically on tour and we had no lyrics for it, but we had what you call mouthfeel where we would go on stage every night in a different city and we would perform this song live with no lyrics, mm-hmm. but nobody knew because me and Pomp would just sing mouthfeel. Mouthfeel. I guess we didn't have a yeah. term for we it. We would sing that live on Jewish. stage. That's awesome. Yeah. All we had was the hook, which was all we needed at that point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. I love that term. That, that's exa- it's funny. I'm, I'm, it's awesome to hear you say that mm-hmm. because that's exactly how we would write. Like we would come up with the melody first, like For the sure. vocal line. We just called it the vocal line, but it makes mouthfeel sounds much better. It's so good. But we would just like come up with the melody, be like that. This is the phrasing and the rhythm that we want that sounds the best, and then we'll figure out how to make words fit into it after. Versus, you, like you said, you're working with up-and-coming songwriters. You ever listen to someone who's like more amateur, kind of like a junior-level band? 
it sounds like they wrote the lyrics as like a poem on a piece of loose leaf, and then, they're, shoving and it then they're just like trying to read yeah, them yeah. over a song, and you could feel it. It just does, they, they just doesn't fit. Um, so that's really that's really great. And do you have any? Um, so you come up with the mouthfeel, and then like the actual subject matter. Like, where do you find that? Where do you draw your inspiration from? So to be clear, I write like the melody and mouthfeel at the same time. So there's a distinction between the two. Melody would be like the melodic component of what I'm doing. And mouthfeel would be like literally the syllables that are coming out of my mouth. Yeah. So if I'm making like and a no, no noises, that's the mouthfeel. Is the, I'm ending with a syllable that's like a no, o oh sound. Yeah. And that's getting into the nitty gritty of it. Um, but as far as what I'm doing, what I want to talk about lyrically, usually I can't write unless I feel something from what I'm writing to right away. Yeah. So like if I make I'm, I have a bunch of beats that I've made that I didn't end up using because nothing came to me right away. So usually I know right away like oh this is making me feel like this and I'm gonna just aim for that rough bullseye and throw a dart at it and then see what comes out along the way. And then I'm constantly thinking of life and all these philosophical questions. So like my lyrics end up displaying that it's rather than like this is the point and I'm getting around it. It's like a long winding river that wakes its way down the river of what I'm talking about. Yeah. Yeah. No, that makes complete sense. That's awesome. And do you have um, a process like so? Um, you know, some artists will say, "All right, like I need to sit in this room. I need to listen. Like I need to drink this drink. I need to smoke half a pack of cigarettes. It's got to be two in the morning before I could start writing." Is it? Do you have any type of process or 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 ha- or, or ritual? I used to be like that. And then the more I did it, I was like, I could do this wherever. I don't need that specific environment to be in that. When I'm home and I'm really working, I have like these certain candles lit and the lights are off and I have incense lit and stuff like that. And I'm vibing. But I just came back from a writing retreat where I was sitting in a lake room in broad daylight with a lake next to me the whole time, no candles or anything. And it was like fluorescent lighting and I was still cranking out lyrics and stuff like that. So to me, I don't think it, it's not the environment as much as my state of mind, if yeah. that makes sense. No, it makes you know, my, sense. My mental state of mind, not my physical place. Yeah, and I, I think a lot of times when people uh, create those rituals, they basically create their own constraints. Like they, yeah. and then they they start buying into it. Like I can't write unless I'm unless I'm in this spot at this moment. I can't write, and then it basically just becomes, you know, a drawback instead yeah. of that stuff can of, contribute to it. You know, that stuff can yeah. add vibe to what I'm working on. Like if I'm writing a dark song, I will turn dim the lights to like get into it. But I don't need that to be do it. But I can I like to do that to supplement what I'm doing. I love it. I love it. Um, we have a lot of favorite hip hop artists, mostly '90s hip hop. I think <laughs> I love. Late, I'm in, I'm in late it. 90s. <laughs> Let's talk it. I'm in it. Uh, but before we t- ask, we'd love to know. Before we tell you, like the kind of the hip hop that we've uh, been in love with probably our whole lives. Um, I, we want to know what is what are your favorite rappers, past, present. Um, I this question. I like to, first of all, I want to preface this by saying these are my favorite rappers. This isn't my best of all time list or top five MCs of all time. Off top recently, I've been diving back into Blue. I've been loving Blue again. I don't know how many of y'all know Blue. I don't know Blue. But he's BLU. He's from the West Coast. And to me, he's one of the most poetic rappers ever. He's one of my favorites ever. Black Thought of the Roots is one of my favorite ever. One of the most slept on rappers, in my opinion, Pharaoh Monch. Pharaoh Monch deserves so much more love. He has oh, one the, I love that you just dropped that. So many more people should be paying respect to him. He's incredible. Um, and then obviously the classics like Biggie, Nas. I think Rakim is the greatest rapper of all time. Wow. He's that's, hands down my favorite of all that's time. That's not even a bold statement. It's not. I mean, if you know hip-hop, there's no arguing it. He's like the godfather of everything that's cool right now. If you really want to go back to the tree, the lineage of it is Rakim. 
So I would say Rakim. Um, back in the day, Lupe. Now his behavior nowadays makes it difficult to say this, but Kanye was a huge influence on me. He still I, writes good music. Man. He still makes good music, but his it's antics make so. it difficult to talk about it now. But yeah, yeah, he's. I think he's the reason I got into modern hip hop. Up until him, I was all old school. I was like loving KRS One and Chuck D, Public Enemy, and like uh, Run DMC and all that. And then I found Kanye. My friend put me onto Kanye, and that like college dropout rocked my world because yeah. he was the first one that was besides the old school dudes who were kind of like on a punk tip. He was the first one that was rapping about things that weren't so foreign to me he was like i'm an average dude on the come up and like i don't have all this money and like i'm i'm grinding it out and i was like i can relate to that in my own way you know yeah and that definitely changed my perspective on rapper i was like oh maybe i could do hip-hop you know that's awesome man kind of it's like that too where like I, I heard so many beats that i would ask like who did that and i would find out it was him and i'm like how is this guy on everything like i definitely liked him back in the day. i remember the yeah. day i went down that rabbit hole and looked at like all the all the beats and stuff Kanye had done for others, and it was crazy. Yeah, it goes deep, man. Yeah, it goes deep. All right, so this isn't a question, but uh, we were so impressed by it that we just had to bring it up. Uh, you you rhymed cigarettes with balsamic <laughs> vinaigrette. Well, I'm a food guy, man. Yeah, that dude, was that that was it though. That was the selling point for you. Like, you were it. You made it into Word. my rotation on that that rhyme. Word. <laughs> we were like. We like talked about it after, like off the air last week. We're just like, who does? That's amazing. Like who does that? It's awesome. So well done. All right. Thank you. <laughs> okay. So yeah, food made, especially in my older stuff. Food came up a lot. Dude, food. Is, I, that's I, where it's I'm at, a, I'm man. A, I'm like one of my jobs on the side is like cook. Shout out Blacksmith Breads. Nice. So I'm down there. Nice. I cook and like I've always done food in my life and I've always loved cooking. So like food is and food's a big part of my life. In general, like me and my friends get together and I cook a meal for them, or like we have dinner parties and stuff. Sorry, I'm trying not to curse for your audience. <laughs> I know. He's doing I a good job. I understand there's a strict rule around here, <laughs> and I curse like a sailor <laughs> yeah. in my regular life. Well, so. Eric broke it at a minute twelve, so yeah, you're which good. makes me you're feel like over. I could just do whatever I want. <laughs> yeah. But I'm gonna I'm gonna stick to the the classy rules around here <laughs> and maintain this uh this proper vernacular. <laughs> we have a love with food too. Like so, me me and Pomp, like basically our first job was working at uh, pizzeria and. We were like maybe 14 and 15 at the time. We're like 15 and 16. It was like crazy young age. And the owner would like leave us in charge to like cook and make pizzas for the whole. Like Love we had, it. And, and we just learned. Yeah. It was. I actually loved it. I really did. I loved working. There. We were so young and definitely shouldn't have been in charge. Oh. No. <laughs> like. You'd be like Eric would work the counter. I'd be in the back of the kitchen. He'd be like, Pop, I need a chicken cutlet parm. I'm like. <laughs> Uh, uh, oh my god <laughs> like no training nothing yeah, yeah. just like thrown into the wolves and then Luckily, we went to like he made us like cater parties and I'm like, i don't know what i'm doing you know that's how you I, learn man i learned one trick one kitchen trick at um the restaurant well, at the pizza place that i do still to this to this day is like if say like i have leftover i'm gonna use chicken parm since i started with you have leftover chicken parm and it's cold in the fridge right instead of like if you put it just in the microwave, it's disgusting. Yeah. If you put it in the toaster oven, the outside, the bread will get super toasted and burnt, and then the chicken will be cold. I know where you're going with this. So you microwave it for a little <laughs> yep. bit, and then you put it in the <laughs> toaster oven. you toast oven. it. You nuke it and toast it. And yeah, then it's man. like, yeah, yeah. it's so simple. And anyone who's ever worked in a kitchen at a, at a restaurant knows that. Yep. Th- that's how it goes down. But like, m- people that never worked in a kitchen never know that trick. So. Yeah. That's a well. I, pr- I appreciate that, that we me. that we were able to do that job at that age, 
because it taught us for now. Like I can cook food now. It's because of that job. Oh, for sure. Shout out whatever pizzeria y'all worked at. Uh, it was called Long Island Pizza. Long Island Pizza. <laughs> wow. Brook, New York. Yeah. Wow. 11563. So, this whole thing is Long Island as hell right yeah, now. Man. This is so I'm Long Island. It. I'm feeling it. So we, always, we have like a couple of, I'll say, guidelines that we break all the time. One of our guidelines is like, let's not talk too local because like nobody knows what Oceanside means if yeah, they live yeah. in. <laughs> but, I feel that. But we screw up all the time. And yeah. then we'll call out people's names as if like everyone that's listening knows them. Be like, oh, you know, Matt Robel said that. Yeah. Like, no one knows <laughs> who Matt Robel is except for us. Um, uh, but uh, it was awesome. Also, then we became pizza delivery guys, which is a whole nother. I've done that. Like, but pre-license. Like, the owner oh. would just be like, take my Maxima at 15 and go deliver this order. And then once <laughs> then once you got your like, this, this is probably the best part of high school is how much free time you have. You don't even realize it. Yep. I When Eric got his license officially... I would sit shotgun in his pizza deliveries just to go, just to like. Chase, oh yeah, when you're that, yeah, chain smoke cigarettes. Be in a car. Yeah, yeah. Just chain smoking cigarettes, just like delivering pizzas. <laughs> yeah, you just want to be listening in a car to music, like just yeah. chilling. Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. It was dope. It was dope. Times. And I never ever had like the pizza delivery boy fantasy come true. Where never. Like, I can't. Pay it's a you. myth. It's but a there's something myth. else I, would, I could give you I'm for a tip. Pretty sure it's a myth in yeah. general. Yeah, totally. I don't think that ever works. You gotta be a pool boy. Pool boy is where <laughs> yeah. it's at. Pool yeah. boy is. I feel like that's where it's at. Maybe, maybe. I don't know. I feel like I probably um, had a better chance of like an old creepy dude <laughs> than a, than a hot young woman. Uh, but uh, all right, so we're gonna try something that we've never done before. So this may go off the rails completely. <laughs> all, right. all right, I'm with it. Uh, we're calling it rapid fire. So we're just gonna throw out rapid fire questions at you. You have like, I don't know. Five seconds to answer. Five seconds to answer each question. Okay. If you don't, if if five past five seconds elapses, we're just gonna skip it and go to the next one. Okay. No, I'm just gonna make up an answer for you, and that's gonna be your opinion. My official answer. Yeah. That's okay. a great idea. <laughs> okay. So basically, think of an answer. Or you're my official answer. Exactly. All right. I'm with it. We're gonna start easy. You ready? Uh, favorite planet. Earth. Good yes. answer. Damn oh. it. I, I can't mean, even. All right. Gotta we're keep here, going. We gotta we? keep going. Uh, best hidden talent. You can't say clarinet because it's not hidden anymore. Best hidden talent. I can play soprano saxophone. Okay. Is that cheating? Because okay. you said no. totally it's cheating. Totally cheating? Yeah. It can't be music related. Um, he whittles wooden uh, bears in his free time. <laughs> Boom. Done. <laughs> we'll All right. Uh, left-handed or right-handed? Right-handed. Uh, coffee or tea? Tea. Spirit animal? I like to say... I like to say monkey, but my friends disagree. And we were getting into an argument because my friends don't know what my spirit animal is. But I feel like I'd be like a monkey, not what, like a huge gorilla. What kind of like a chimpanzee? I feel or? like a chimpanzee or like one of those like the one from the Friends. Ones, one of the ones in Asia <laughs> with the red asses. Can I say ass? Is that permitted? Uh, baboon. <laughs> baboon. Yeah. Yes. Be baboon. But, but the, specifically the ones that hang out by hot springs. That would be me. I'd be chilling by a hot spring, even though I'm a monkey. And it's like, why are you here? But that would be <laughs> yeah. Yeah. that'd be me. All right. All right. Dark or white chocolate? Dark chocolate all day. Nice. White chocolate sucks. White chocolate oh, does yes! suck. White chocolate yes! sucks. White chocolate is he the is worst. He is one. Oh. Yeah. Oh, white I think we just became best friends. Yep. And Jones is on the outside. Jones yeah, loves white, white chocolate. White chocolate. I'll eat first. it, but it's just like, why would I ever pick that over dark? I'm Jones sorry. also thinks that French fries from Nathan's are good, so we're oh, we're they're the best. We're having ever. we're having a rift right now. Okay. It's, All right, but yeah. So <laughs> I'm messing up your rapid fire format. While, oh, sorry, while yeah. we're on that subject, uh, best cheeseburger for me. Best cheeseburger that is at a reasonable price that I can get locally is Five Guys. Okay, but like if I'm it. going, if I'm going all around the country, my favorite fast food burger is Whataburger. That's a good. Choice. I like In and Out. I think In and Out's a little overrated. I like Shake Shack. I think Shake Shack's a little overrated. I just think for the you get your best bang for your buck with Five Guys. You go all the way and it costs the same thing. 
How can you complain? You get everything you want on it. You know, this man's got a point. And yeah. free peanuts. And, and they free have free peanuts. peanuts. Yeah. All right, best French fries. Best French fries. I would do again. I would potentially do Five Guys, or if we go on local, I like Press One Nine Five's French fries a lot. But you guys are trying not to go too local. Um, I don't hate Nathan's fries. Not to go back to that point, they're not like he was they're doing not like so good. I I they're not like what I want from French fries, but I like I just love potatoes. So I'll take vi- potatoes yeah. in any form. You just vindicated Jones. All right, guys, well, I'm here for you. I'm here for you. Well, T- you. TK had a run, so he's no longer on the show. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it was really great having me as a guest. Thank you, guys. <laughs> he enjoyed. <laughs> he, did his, he did a mic drop. I'm so proud of him. So uh, Jones and TK have been kicked out of the studio. Yeah. Uh, me and Eric are going to do the rest of the show by ourselves. Can I come back in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, let him back in. Let him back in. All, All right. right. All right, welcome back, TK. <laughs> I'm back. All right, what's your biggest guilty pleasure? I don't like guilty pleasures. I feel like that term is silly. If I like something, I like it. But if you want to call something like guilty, Ariana Grande is a huge quote-unquote guilty pleasure. Yeah, that's vibe. not guilty enough. But it's not, that's not guilty is enough? It, in this room? No. No. Uh, no. Dude, his... Uh, we openly love T-Swift. Like, that's just They like love thing, Tay-Tay. You know? Eric had Miley Cyrus, so I put my hands up as, as my ringtone. Ring I saw every Twilight yeah. opening night at midnight. Okay, like, I, see, I'm not a Twilight fan. <laughs> that's not guilty enough? I'm trying to think what I... Because I don't really feel guilty about much of what I do. So that's your answer. I guess they, so. I don't really feel guilty. We, You, I think, passed the test because... Yeah, because neither do we. <laughs> Apparently, guilt. I don't care. I say it's that on air. Like, I don't yeah. care. Yeah, yeah, yeah why? Guilt, guilt-free zone. Um, if, it's a guilty, if it's guilty, then that means you give too much of a crap about what other people exactly. think. Exactly. So Exactly. All right. Who killed JFK? No. Is it Lee Harvey Oswald? That's the guy who killed Lincoln, isn't it? Um, we're going to take that as your official answer. <laughs> Sick. Uh, because it. you're like about 80 years off in history, but that's fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Killing it. Because you're a super talented wait, rapper. Wait, wait, wait. You don't oh have to God. also be a super talented rapper. I've, gra- I've been to the grass. You don't have to be awesome at everything, I'm going to be real right now. History was my one of my worst subjects <laughs> in school. Oh, we... Uh, we you figured we, that out. We figured that <laughs> out. Yeah, yeah. Great. All my friends are going to kill me for that later. Great. Uh, that was John Wilkes Booth. Yes. Lincoln. I've been to the grassy knoll and everything, so I'm killing it right now. See, I know where it happened. (laughs) All right, this is a two-parter because I can't ask you the second one unless I know you've seen the movie. Have you ever seen Ferris Bueller's Day Off? Yes, but I don't remember it vividly, so I'm definitely going to bomb this. All right, so this question, you could defer to Eric to answer for you. All right, you can can ask me the question anyway, just in case I happen to know Is Ferris Bueller a bad person? Oof. Yes. (laughs) Good answer. You're correct. He definitely is. Um, Who would win in a fight, me or Eric? Eric. Yeah, by a landslide. <laughs> I've tried multiple times. I always lose. All right, so that concludes Rapid Fire. You did pretty good bad. on Rapid Fire, I feel like man. I did all right. I batted yeah. like, what, 70? Yeah, 60, 75%. Yeah, that's yeah. not bad. I'll I mean, do that, C minus, I That's say. not how baseball batting averages work. I know that. Yeah. I, I, know, I, I know history. I didn't shine too much, but like, no, I understand you batted, I think enough. you were... Um, if he batted a 70 out of 1,000... Well, you'd be amazing. No, oh, 70, you'd be terrible. No, 70 would be bad. 700 would be amazing. 700 yeah. would be amazing. 70 out of 1,000 would be like me playing I think baseball. he had a good season, though. 70? No, he was above 300 batting. I think he had a really good season. I would say... See, 300's like... You're I would, talking, I would say he, he batted... I feel like 295, yeah, for being like realistic. Right on the cusp. Wow. We're yeah. gonna give him, all right, you're above the Mendoza line, so that's good. Yeah. <laughs> all right, so you did good. You did good. Thanks, Coach. Um, <laughs> <laughs> all right, Jonesy. In the news is a segment that we have. <laughs> yeah. Right? We haven't done it in a couple of years. <laughs> and we haven't done it in a very long time. And I candidly can't remember how we intro into it. But I figured since you're the most talented member of our podcast, you can come up with a segment song. 
Oh, I'm going to come up with a song? So, Jonesy, hit it! This part of the show is where we talk about the news. There's stories and news segments and stuff. (laughs) Didn't that feel like a sitcom from like the late 80s, right? It had like a... I think what I'm going to do, and I'm going to go back, and I'm going to add actual music underneath it. Wow. <laughs> what do you think? I'm, nice. with, I'm always with it. All right. So in the news, Mr. Jones. Yes, sir. Wong. <laughs> Wong. That's how we used to do it's it. To the current affairs. Yes. Yes. Ah. Oh, all right. <laughs> okay. So in the news, so TK, we're just going to give you uh, a little rundown. We have a bunch of segments, and we kind of... We don't do the same segments every episode. We okay. haven't done in the news in forever because the news has just been toxic garbage for a while. So it's nothing fun on there. But um, I believe that this is news. You guys may not agree, but I think it's a big deal. The toasted cheddar chalupa has been discontinued. Terrible. I know I mentioned it earlier in the intro. Do you like Taco Bell? I do. I try not to consume it regularly, but I do like Taco Bell. And I used to use a term when I was working on a food truck called Taco Belling It, which is basically just reassembling the same ingredients in a different way. That whatever cheddar chalupa sounds like a perfect example of Taco Belling It. <laughs> yes, Taco Belling It. Yeah. Just taking the same things, packaging it in a slightly different way, and being like, here's a new thing. They're geniuses at that. Well, yeah. I mean, all they, all they really did was take their chalupa and then just put cheese on the outside of it. That they already had in yeah. the stores. They didn't have to go buy a new ingredient and no. source it. It's like, oh, we already have cheese, so let's just put it here now. That is might be the most brilliant thing I've ever heard on this podcast. Yeah. I'm not Taco good at Bell history, but Taco Bell uh, semantics. You don't. I'm good at. You don't. You, here's the thing. You don't know how to remember other people's history, but you make history. Wow. Which Every I would say is TK. better. That's, a, that's yeah. a lot of credit, a lot of pressure. But you I'll take li- it. you just made history because I'm going to be using the term Taco Belling it, and then then it, and then I'm going to tell two friends, and they're going to tell. two Let friends. Let it be known that it, I said it here first. Yeah, it I happened said it. right here. I originated it. Well, it's on. It's going yeah. on our vocabulary list, All which right. is yeah. pretty mint. And we you do, just you just added to it. Yeah. Okay, so now um, this is real news. Um, it's a little bit more serious. So everybody, like, just okay. Um, Wendy's <laughs> is rolling out a breakfast menu in 2020. Uh, I'm pumped. I, I am too. I actually wrote down all the things that are going to be on the menu. Oh my God. Would you like me to read you some, Eric? Please. Um, uh, I'll, uh, I'll start with maple bacon chicken croissant or croissant. Hold the bacon and I'm all about it. Is it maple without the bacon or is it maple bacon? I think it's maple bacon. Like the bacon's maple. It's maple Lee. It's I wish like, the croissant was I maple. love chicken breakfast sandwiches. Me too. Going Me back too. to Whataburger, shout out to the honey yeah. butter chicken biscuit, because <laughs> that, that ish is fire. Chick-fil-A's got a dope chicken sandwich for breakfast. I too. love Chick-fil-A, but I have a, a moral discontent with Chick-fil-A. I got gotcha. you. That I'm not going to dive into, but... But the food... But the food is, is really good. It yeah. makes it really hard for me to yes. be like, I'm not going to eat you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Some other stuff. They have something called the breakfast baconator. Again, count me out. Eric, you're the only big not guy. like bacon? I don't. I get it. I like bacon, but I think it's overrated and it goes on too many things. Yeah. But it's like he, on everything now. But doesn't he look like someone that should like bacon? Oh, come on, man. Don't throw that <laughs> on me. I just met this guy. No, don't, make me, don't subject me to I'm this I'm just kind of saying, you're, you got tattoos, you got a beard, you have shaved head, you're at, at least three of me <laughs> combined, at least, and, that, and you don't like bacon. It just wow. doesn't fit the narrative. I don't know. Like I'm automatically turned off. Like that could have been, you know, that could have been an awesome sandwich. But you name it, baconator. I'm like, come on, Wendy's, get a new idea. Yeah. So here's one. They're gonna have 
iced coffee. No, I said it wrong. They are going to have a cappuccino, an iced cappuccino called the Frosty Chino. A Frosty Chino. Are they going to froth Frosty? They're going. To, it's it's cold brew iced coffee with Frosty flavored deliciousness. Oh yeah, my that's god, that's not OD at all. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna get the beatus. Just right. what I need at six a.m. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so this next one is an actual news story, um, and it's not about food, believe it or not. And uh, I don't know how I feel about this because uh, it's this is basically this the um, the plot of that show that I can't remember that was on Netflix. <laughs> Damn it! What's her name? Schmidt, Kimmy Schmidt, the unbreak- unbreakable, unbreakable Kimmy, Kimmy unbreakable Schmidt. Kimmy I love Schmidt. that show. Listen to this. During the time that though that show was on Netflix, that actually was happening in Amsterdam. A dude was keeping girls hostages. His family. This father was keeping his like daughter and two sons in a bunker on their like remote farm in the Netherlands. Wow. For years because they thought the world was gonna end. Were they born down there or were they transplanted down there after knowing what normal earth was? The latter. They were transplanted down. They, the, the dad like so convinced it's just them. like Kimmy Schmidt. Yeah. It was just like Kimmy Schmidt. The dad like convinced him like the world's gonna end. He thinks the world's gonna end. The dad like he's not. He's like he believes it. He's just, you know, that, cool. that would be the one difference then because the Reverend and Kimmy Schmidt like knows what's going on. He just yeah. likes to keep these people for weird just to keep them yeah. down in the bunker. Yeah, it's true. So these the kid escaped. One of the kids escaped, and he like went to a coffee shop and he's like, "Dude, I've been in a bunker for eight years," and like, "Oh, it's crazy," and it bro- and the whole thing broke. And I just, it blew my mind when I read this news story because the irony of they were down there the entire time Kimmy Schmidt was on Netflix, so they never got to watch Kimmy Schmidt. <laughs> but now when they go back, now that they're going to like be reintroduced to society, they're going to watch Netflix and they're like, holy crap, Kimmy Schmidt. Is that going to hit too close to home though? That might actually help know. them though. I guess so, yeah. They could laugh about it. Maybe, yeah, hopefully. laughing helps. Laughing heals. And they could watch her make mistakes and not make the same ones, I guess. Yeah. So... After I was listening to it, I, like after I, I read the news story and I, I was thinking about it and I was thinking about how horrible it is to have these like crazy, crazy like, like beliefs, right? And it reminded me actually of, this is a random movie that you probably haven't thought of in years, the movie Dogma. You guys remember the movie Dogma? I do. That's with uh, Ben Affleck and Kevin Smith directed it, right? Yeah. 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 There's a scene and like God is played by... It's a really good movie. Yeah, by Chris Rock. Mm-hmm. He goes by Rufus. He's not supposed to actually be God, but I don't know what he's... No, Alanis Morissette was God. Oh, what was Rufus? Just like a he prophet? Just, yeah. Okay. So Rufus just said, I think it's better to have ideas. You could change an idea, but changing a belief is trickier. And, I, and I, that's what I thought about. It's like, it's, good, it's a good line, right? It's better to have ideas, but beliefs are too strong... You end up locking your kids in a bunker for, <laughs> for 10 years. So anyway, so that's my story. And that's the news because there's literally nothing else Boom. except for toxic news right now. So. Yeah, no, we don't do that on this show. No, we're here we don't to, go, we're here we don't to go be toxic. interesting and make you laugh. Yeah. And cry. We make you cry too. Yeah. Um, so the next segment, and TK, we're very excited for this one because the segment that's coming up, uh, it's, we call it Ask Us Anything. And... Our listeners send us questions and we answer them on the air. There's like no no limit to the question. Like it could be a question about 
anything. Okay. The show or just anything in life in general, which now you're going to be a part of and you're going to answer some of these questions with us. With y'all. Okay. Yeah. I'm with it. So we're going to do that. We also have a new intro song. We do. For this segment. And the first time we're playing it is tonight. Wow. You excited? I'm so excited. Figgy Newton. Jonesy, you excited? Slid us a new intro song. Yeah. uh, Jonesy, you want to tell us the inspiration behind your, your new segment intro song? We needed a new in, uh, intro song. <laughs> That's as so. real as it gets, folks. That's so I it. made That's one. That's as real as it gets. <laughs> well, there you go. All right, Eric, hit it. Uh, that's awesome. Well wow. done, Jonesy. Thank you. Much better than your uh, your improv before. I like the improv. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna poop on it. No, know? it's good improv. The, the improv at this point is like it's ingrained in the show. It's true. We got to still do them, right? <laughs> we can't we'll just, not do improv. We'll keep coming up with new segments, and then I'll I'll sing a crazy song for you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the first question I'm going to direct to Eric, um, and it is from. Long-time listener, Isaac, and it's a three-parter. The first one is, are you dressing up for Halloween? Uh, probably not this year. Okay. But if you were going to dress up for Halloween, what would you dress up as? Hmm. Wow. That's a tough one. See, we have, we've had this idea forever right which like one me, i don't know which one you're gonna say like but me and you've had this like we've had two we've had this uh, the the choir oh yes that's a fantastic <laughs> idea we've had this idea to like um get a group of us and dress up in like cardigans and like christmas gear like scarf around that yeah yeah gear. like cups of hot cocoa and knock on a door and when somebody opens it we just start singing christmas carols Instead of trick or treating, yes, yes, okay, but don't break character. Like, yeah, don't yeah. break character. Of course not. You have so to- you sing, "We wish you Merry Christmas," whatever, and then like they're like, you're, like standing there with like their bowl of Snickers bars. You're like, no, no, we're good. And then you yep. just go to the next house. <laughs> so we want to do that, and then what we told this like we were drunk and told like all like the girls we were hanging out with at, at like this idea, and they like. They took it to the next level. Yeah. They're like, then Eric could be baby Jesus, and we'll build, we'll build a, like a, a, they a, 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 like a, a granger, manger, a manger. What did I say, granger? granger? I don't know. What are you selling industrial equipment? Sometimes. John so Deere. they wanted us like to to be a, a manger, and each person to be like a character in the manger. But they wanted me to be the baby Jesus. So it would be like my head, everything else like blacked out, and then just like wow. a, a little, like a little toy baby's body. Did like, you have the beard the, at this time? No, like we never did it, unfortunately. Okay. But like this was, we have great Halloween ideas. We just don't follow through. No, but that—that's a thing, though. And I, I'm like, I'm, I'm okay with that being our legacy. That we're great. Talk about Halloween costume idea. People. Is that a legacy, though? Yes. <laughs> Is that really we're, a legacy? We're like a muse. We're like we're the inspiration for others to come I up hope with that. My ideation of Halloween costumes <laughs> will inspire everyone out there in their pursuit of Halloween costumes. Yeah, I mean, like, I'm just saying, TK, you and your friends could be Christmas carolers. We could I'm be. Just saying. It, I was on, I was in a tear for a couple of years. Like I was killing it on costumes. Me and my girl were Lilo and Stitch. 
Nice. We made a That's Stitch awesome. costume. And then she was a Ghostbuster and I was the Marshmallow Puff Man. That's <laughs> like, We amazing. did it up for a couple of years and then like she had a mental breakdown making my Stitch costume and I was like, we're good on Halloween. <laughs> yeah, no more. No, <laughs> no mas. more. I, I made... Put, Way too much pressure. I respect you that you chose her sanity over a good 100%. costume. Always. It's a good dude right there. I don't know if I would have done the same thing, no. but I respect you for doing it. Um, so so what, what would you say is your favorite Halloween costume of all time? On myself or like that I've seen? It's ask us anything. You can all right, answer. So ask, when ask. Stranger Things first came out, uh, there was a picture on the internet of like um, a black gentleman, like big like me. And he wore uh, Eleven's like flower dress and just held Eggo waffles and went like house to house. <laughs> and that, for some reason, every year I look at that and I laugh. So I'm going to go ahead and say that was probably my favorite costume I've seen. Oh, that's a pretty good one. I thought you were going to say when Isaac, the person who asked us the question, dressed up like <laughs> a, a, a slutty cheerleader. and he was, It was a sorority girl. Sorority girl. I have a friend that did sexy Voldemort, and it was pretty amazing. <laughs> she killed it. She was like the ugliest, but still sexy Voldemort. It was like, how are you doing this right now? It was amazing. I didn't even. I wasn't even at the party, but the pictures were mind blowing. Uh, that's amazing. <laughs> yeah, awesome. All right, so, all right, this one Jonesy is for you. Okay, uh, it's from uh, good friend, longtime listener Lucy. Uh, she said, "Do you think Disney is smart for making live action movies like remakes of old cartoons?" And if so, which ones do you think are good? Uh, I think they're really smart for doing that because people go to the theater and watch them. Yeah. Like, they got me. I saw the, the new Lion King movie. I thought it was pretty good. I would probably have thought it was better had I never seen the old one. Agreed. Yeah, yeah agreed. <laughs> um, as far as making new ones, I mean, they could make them all. I, I bet they would all be really good. I feel like they're going to because each one is making money. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Beauty and the Beast. That opened the floodgates. Made no? bread. Yeah, that was the opener. Yeah. That was the opener. Now Little Mermaid's coming out. I very much view Disney in the way South Park portrays Disney. Yeah. With that mouse, that angry, money hungry mm-hmm. mouse. That's yeah. very much how I view Disney. <laughs> so oh. like it makes sense to me. For sure. Disney, like any other major corporation, they, yep. they all about the dollars. Then they, they own a lot more stuff than people realize. It's they scary. Own, they own ESPN. They own they Star own, Wars. They own yeah. Marvel. That's yeah. just media. Yeah. Outside yeah. of media, they own a lot of ABC, yeah. right? Yep. They own ABC. Yep. Yep. They own this podcast. <laughs> they do. Shout out to our sponsor, Disney. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> We're sorry. Yeah. They're actually launching Disney streaming, Disney yeah. Plus. And mm-hmm. the we're, Mandalorian is going to be their first uh, show on it. Yeah. We're absolutely getting it. Like, like when you, if you have kids, it's a no brainer. Like Disney and. I don't have kids and I'm getting it. Yeah. I'm telling you, um, Netflix has serious competition coming. Amazon Prime and Hulu are big competition, but I don't think they appreciate how big of a deal Disney jumping in is. No, and they're the first ones putting out a Star Wars series based on uh, go- like intergalactic bounty hunters who everyone loves, Boba Fett. So that's like the smartest one they could have picked, like yeah. led off with, you know? Yeah. And then Apple's got their TV thing that they're coming out with, and. At first, I was like, ah, I don't think that's that big of a threat. But then I thought about something. How many people have an iPhone sitting, like they already have an iPhone, already have an iPad, already have Apple TV? They're, they're gonna, the trick that they're going to do is they're going to be like, oh, you know what? Just have a free month. And everyone's going to choose the free month. They did it to me with Apple Arcade. Yeah. Which I don't love, so I'm going to cancel it, but... Yeah, Apple Arcade's okay, but those aren't the type of games that we play. That's nah. But Apple TV Plus, whatever it's called, 
when they do the free trial and you watch a couple of shows on it, like after the month's up, you're probably going to, like a lot of people are going to be like, yeah, I'll keep it. Now, I don't know much about it. Are they going to do originals? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they have like a, um, uh, there's like a Jennifer Aniston show. Oh, well, that's yeah. already going to be a hit. Yeah. She's involved. <laughs> uh, of course. Yeah. Um, Everybody loves her. I'm, I, I'm not going to lie. If it was Jennifer Aniston or Angelina Jolie, remember that was like a big debate when Brad Pitt left. Amongst two. Oh, the troubles of, of Brad Pitt. Yeah, what yeah, a right. Tough, what a tough, tough life. life. Sounds terrible. Yeah. I'm just saying, I'd go. I'm Team Aniston. Just saying. She uh, she aged very nicely. She did. She did. Um, okay, so that was good. Uh, I think that uh, the Aladdin remake is pretty good. My daughter watches it on repeat, over and over and over. But she, the cool thing is my daughter actually switches. She likes to watch the old one, new one. She just calls That's it old dope. Aladdin, new yeah. Aladdin, old Aladdin, new Aladdin. Listen, I like the cartoons better. Yeah. Um, not to say the new ones aren't good. I just prefer the cartoons. Well, they were made to be cartoons. Yeah. That's something that I watched like a YouTube essay on this, but like those cartoons, were they were made to be cartoons. So mm-hmm. like the expressiveness of the songs and the yep. dialogue is all meant to be portrayed in that art form. So when you just take it and you just place it in a new environment, yeah. not everything is going to translate, you know? And yeah. as good as the new Lion King like looked visually on screen, the music didn't, didn't really s- sell it for me. Mm-hmm. The big thing with Aladdin, the new Aladdin versus the old Aladdin, and this is no knock against Will Smith, but like... Robin Williams as the genie a, is like it a was tough, tough, tough act to follow. Dude, that, man. Was, yeah. that was a part that was designed for Robin Williams, yeah. and you could feel it when you watched the new yep. one. Like the new one's good; it's very good. It's just, and Will Smith is good. I'm not knocking Will Smith, but when you like when you have a daughter that's obsessed with Aladdin, like mine is at the moment, and you watch him a million times, you see the stark difference in how amazing Robin Williams portrayed the genie. So. Um, Lucy probably didn't expect that answer to get that no, much. That, <laughs> that, that got some traction right there. All right. Uh, this one I'm going to give to you. This one's from Mike Arnone. He said, why did I download Forknife and immediately regret it? Uh, you shouldn't regret it because Fortnite is a Pomp phenomenal game. Pomp loves Fortnite. It's like the best video game. So does Jones. Uh, I wouldn't say I love it. <laughs> I like it. Pomp I, loves it. My ten year old brother does too. Nah. <laughs> so that's awesome. Dude, you guys. No, I get I get lots of crap for like at Fortnite. No, I'm it's not so hating. entertaining. He, I'm not hating. He actually like bribes me to play it with him. I'll like Do you take the bribes? Sometimes. I'll accept them to play with them, but I won't actually accept the prize he offers. That's nice. Like I feel like one night he actually offered me a hundred bucks if I would log on and play Fortnite. Right, that's how much I don't play it that he wants me to play it and I made it extra real I'm like I will Venmo it to you right now <laughs> yeah. like it will be in your bank Instant. account in 10 minutes yeah um, okay so why you shouldn't regret it uh, Mike it's a phenomenal show game um, it's game. a game uh, <laughs> you're like my mom calls anything on a show. TV a show, a show. she's yeah. like I saw that new show Aladdin and it was great I'm like it's a movie mom <laughs> <laughs> Eric's mom used to um I love that we have like a new friend that we could tell all our stories yeah. to, and he's never. Heard There's of no him. used to. Everything my mom used to do, she still does. So Eric's mom used to, and still does. We would be out like hanging out, and Eric, like you had like the car phone, which you were like one of the first people that had a car phone. Like the, you had a car had, phone. Well, it wasn't a car phone. He had a like a. a it setup was like the so original, yeah, the original like Motorola gray flip, like before, like before the Nokia even, mm-hmm. like the first Nokia even dropped. I had it. And it had like he had like speakerphone or something set up in his car, so it was a cell phone. But it, and 
What I'm is, a tech nerd, what, so yeah, we're always what, like up on that. You yeah, know what so I mean? what yeah. his mom would call it, he would like answer on speaker and he would just he'd be like, What's up, mom? I'm out, I'm out with my friends. She she'd just be like, Air, air, it's raining outside. <laughs> and he's like, I know, I'm outside, I can see it. <laughs> and then she'd be like, Okay, just be careful. And then hang up. Like the joke to this day with her, like even when my friends come over, they're always like, all right, Joe, wear a jacket. Like, yeah, you she, gotta wear a jacket. No matter when I leave the house, it could be like middle of August. She's like, it may get cool tonight. Wear bring a jacket. Like that's her thing. <laughs> that's you know? a good mother. Yeah, yeah, man. Looking out. Yeah. That's awesome. All right. And, all right. So another question from Mike uh, Arnone is, are you going to beatbox like you did in season one of the podcast <laughs> so that TK could freestyle? Well, nay. Okay. No freestyle. <laughs> I'll, I'll hear. I'll hear you beatbox. I'll chime in. No. A so bit. we had like this. A question was asked to us once, and it was. Do you want abs- me to beatbox while you explain it? No. It was I'm like an absurd. It, anyway. it was like an absurd question, right? And I wrote out like this super like essay length answer that was totally wrong, and so many huge words. So Jones was like, "All right, I'll totally read that answer." And we didn't. We just started. He started beatboxing, and I was like doing like a. a like basically like a lead synth over it. And he went flawless through the whole friggin' thing. Wow. And it was like one of our most proud moments of him. People probably think we like t- did it as a separate take, but it was totally like one shot live. Not even and was it one, one shot live. It was completely improv. Like we weren't, there was no plan. No. Like he just, it would just happen. That's yeah. the most beautiful thing. It now was I'm, awesome. Now I'm feeling guilty for not freestyle, <laughs> but I'm, I'm gonna t- we'll, we'll move on. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> What if you just sang Wait Up, Slow Down? You rapped <laughs> over, Wait Up, Slow Down? Over, over, over the beatbox? Yeah. I'd rather just spit it free at that point. All right. <laughs> okay, so. I'm going to ask. Uh, why don't you ask TK what he thinks yes, the answer perfect. of this next question is? <laughs> All right. So Derek asks, which one of the three of us is most likely to commit a homicide? Let's see if he gets it right. Because yeah. there's probably a clear answer. Yeah. Um, based off my minimal interactions with y'all, I would vote Pomp. <laughs> He's right. He's probably right. Yeah. yeah. Um, I would say, um, no, nah, maybe you're a close second. Maybe we're tied. Yeah. Like jo- Jonesy wouldn't. Jonesy's, Jonesy's a good he's, guy. No. He seems way too nice. No, Jonesy's yeah. the good guy of the three of us. Yeah. He's, he's keep. He's doing his thing. It's definitely yeah. between me and you. And I well, that sure. I, yeah, I agree with. It's that. whichever way the coin's going to fall obvious. that day. Yeah. You're too obvious. <laughs> yeah, that's like, um, that's like my superpower, yeah. right? That's why I'd be such a good. You know, serial killer. No one ever be like, this guy's not going to kill anybody. I also feel like you'd be bad at it because you'd do it and you'd be like, oh my God, I just killed someone. Yeah. <laughs> you seem like that kind of guy that would run around being like, I just did it. I didn't mean to. I would like kill someone and then do my taxes. You yeah. know? And like, yeah. no, what do you notice? All right. Okay. So this question. <laughs> let's just move on from that. Yeah. Let's move on from, uh, I hope no FBI agents are listening. Okay. So this one um, is to you, Eric. Where's the basic quote of the week? We were supposed to do basic quotes of the week. Well, Derek, I totally forgot about that the last two episodes but I have one for you tonight. You want to hear it right now? Yeah. All right. So I found this je- as you... So as- wait, we got to explain this. It's okay. He might not fully... So I find like chicks on Instagram who I'm friends with who post like those dumb sayings. Yeah. Like whatever they may be. And I like to find like my favorite one of the week and read it on air. Call you call them. it the basic quote of the week. Yeah. Okay. All right. So this is the one I put like as Derek asked that question. I was like, oh, that's right. I was doing that for a little while. And I, as I went on Instagram, this one was just like sitting there at the top of my list, like waiting. Yeah. <clears throat> There's a fire in her. If loved correctly, she'll warm your entire home. If abused, she'll burn it down. Oh, God. Oh, <laughs> Jesus. Jesus. Why? Like, More like heat your pumpkin spice latte with yeah. the fire. Jeez. 
Dude, come on. Yeah, why are they always so violent? <laughs> like, always. It's like, love me or I will kill you. Yeah. Like every single one. Um, what country song is that from? <laughs> I don't. Yeah. This is the same basic who had the uh, your knight in shining armor is just a, a country boy in dirty, no. dirty, dirty work boots. boots. Oh, dirty yeah. work boots. Oh, I hate yeah. that one. Yeah. <laughs> oh, the worst. Gross. Okay, so I really want to keep asking you questions, CK, but as we go through the Ask Us Anythings, they're very specific. They're getting personal. Yeah. yeah. So this one is from Allison, and it is, how are your backs feeling? So I can answer that. Oh, has it, <laughs> my back sucks lately. Oh, I we all. Oh, we I haven't all. been working out, so like my back feels like crap. Okay, Dude. so there you go. So TK, your back doesn't feel so good right now. Yes. Here's the, here's the deal. Yeah. Uh, Let our, us learn you something real quick. Uh, our sometimes... Guest host Allison, uh, she's amazing. We have to get her back on the show very soon. It was also just recently her birthday, right? And it was her birthday. Happy birthday, Allison! Happy birthday, Allison! Um, Allison, last two weeks ago, said we had a um, we had a poll on Instagram where we said, "What's the best thing you purchased in the last six months?" Allison wrote back this back massager that she got on Amazon for forty five bucks, yep. and she said she's had crazy back pain for a long time, and this thing like cured it. And so the three of us being the at the good- same time, I was like out on workers comp. I had hurt my back at work and I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm my lower back is terrible right now. So I was like, oh, my God, that's perfect. Yep. And so Eric bought it. I ordered it. Then I bought it. Then Jones, then Jones bought, it. bought it. All three of us bought it. The thing is incredible. It's the best. It's 45 bucks and it's right I there. I put it on my chair while I'm like playing you, video you literally games. literally have it right there. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, I like stored it away because I usually put it on that chair. Yeah. It's um, great. And it's amazing. So TK, you should get this back massager, and then you could come back next time you're on the show. Because by the way, you have to come back on the show. <laughs> okay, okay. Often. Um, and if you want to move in, I'll just like let me know. I mean, this room seems pretty empty. Yeah, I'm just saying. I have like, a place, but I don't mind a second. No, you can stay in here. This food. This is a futon. It like folds down. It could become your bed. Uh, you could live with us. You have a Peloton. I have a Peloton in case you want to work out. Okay. Um, and then maybe that would help my back as well. Yeah. That's, Probably. That's where my problems. But are that massager, from. man. That massager. It's game 45 changer, huh? bucks game changer what is it called let's try to get you guys sponsored what is it called we've it's, said it so much it's got oh like the God, craziest name and I forget the it Zil- Zillion yeah Zillion yes. something like it's that it's the Zillion Shiatsu Boom. massager there wow okay um, it's got like four things in it that four little knobs. each you gotta minute learn, you gotta learn the, the copy if you're gonna <laughs> be trying to get the spot yeah there you go okay. it's got four nodules okay. <laughs> that every 60 seconds change their pattern of movement Ooh. now if you turn click it once to turn it on it has heat also into that and then once again it's just the massage without the heat so i like to go like a round or two with the heat get everything nice and, and loose start to get hot and then i kick the heat off and just yeah. let it keep doing its thing and it runs for 20 minutes and then it automatically shuts itself off cool it really so there's there's only um a handful of gadgets that i've purchased in my lifetime that i can honestly say were amazing purchases this is one of them. The other one, and we talked about it off the air, is my keyboard for my computer, which sounds super nerdy. No, it makes perfect sense. Nah, Dude, this Logitech keyboard. This a- thing is so legit that the first time I like I touched it on this desk, I ordered one on Amazon. Yeah. The keyboard I have, it's a K780 Logitech, I think, right? Yeah. The- it's a Bluetooth keyboard, and it's got three Bluetooth, Bluetooth um channels so you could look, connect it to three different devices so i connect it to my macbook my ipad and my iphone 
and you could switch between the three of them with just hitting one button. So oh, you, that's awesome. So yeah. you hit the number one, now I'm controlling my Mac. Number two, I'm hitting my iPad. Number three, my iPhone. Uh, it is completely wireless, and I haven't changed the batteries on it in like a year and a half. No. It's still going. Yeah, still going. it's crazy. See, my response to that question would be way more boring and kitchen-oriented, but my mandolin has changed my life. Tell yeah, us y'all more. Y'all go with the mandolin? Y'all, yeah, y'all know I, what that I, is? I actually just got one last week. Yeah. And aren't they amazing? I don't know what it is, but I need to hear so now. So mandolin, you have to be really careful with it, but it's like a slicer that helps slice vegetables or what have you in even slices consistently and rapidly. So if you have like a zucchini and you want zucchini slices, you set it to the width that you want it, and then you continuously rub the zucchini over the top of it, and it comes out of slices even. So I make pickles at home all the time. So I use that. I bang out like 10 cucumbers worth of pickles in like two minutes what? rather than sitting there with a knife and chopping it over and over. By the way, my favorite food is pickles. Then the next time I'll bring a jar of pickles. Yes! I make pickles on the regular. Oh my God, I make pickles bro. on the reg. I make hot sauce on the regular. But yeah, mandolin is a game changer, especially if you do any kind of cooking. But is, is it's mandolin, mad dangerous. It sounds dangerous, but it sounds awesome. Is yeah. mandolin the brand name? No, or it's the, it's a, the piece of equipment. There's many brands that make mandolins. Okay, is there a specific one that, that you would recommend? The one that's like the most famous in kitchens is some Japanese brand, and it's like a weird teal green color but i liked this KitchenAid one that i got because it seemed a little safer and one of my roommates is she's amazing but she's very very reckless and just continuously plows through things and she bangs things out really quickly but i was like i don't want her to cut her finger off so i got <laughs> one with a hand guard so that it's impossible you're for very considerate out. of other people around you he's a well, good person I, well i love i love the people i live with so i want to make sure they don't that's cut awesome. off their fingers that's that's a good man and that's why he's the least likely to commit a homicide yes. out of the four of us yes. i've learned that. even beating out jones yes <laughs> So now we have the, the, the pecking order of, of homicidal maniacs. <laughs> um, so that's a good call out. Uh, the, what's it called? The shiatsu thing <laughs> is game changing. <laughs> Jones, while we're at it, yeah. what is the best thing you've purchased in the last six months? Oh, Ooh, man. That's, I'm so on the spot with this right now. Can I include a video game? I mean, I guess I'm going to say No Man's Sky. No, no it's got to be Gadget. A gadget. I don't buy gadgets. That's that's my problem. Inspector. I bought a, a couple <laughs> gallons of gas the other day. <laughs> I bet that really helped you out. Yeah, yeah, it did. It had BP Invigorate in it. Oh, crazy! Uh, so it's been about two decades since I've purchased gasoline with cash, and I told them what pump number to put it on. Last, I don't even remember how to do that. Okay, so last night I pull into the gas station on Sunrise Highway, and I go to pull my card out of my pocket i forgot all my cards at home all i had was the cash i grabbed i had to walk into the store the guy like it was nighttime he like wouldn't let me in i was like yelling through a glass door i'm like i want to put 20 on pump one i was like the only one there i'm like this sucks who still does this yeah isn't it weird how um like things that have gotten easier over time that like, we never thought it was a difficult thing to do back in the day and now you go back you're like wow that's i think weird. he was even weirded out that i was like paying for gas with actual a 20 dollar bill like remember like just think about netflix and then think about going and having to go to blockbuster to like find a movie and like walking up and down the aisles for like an hour and a half <laughs> and i was like just doing pick- that though i feel like as a kid i loved doing that blockbuster it, it, was my favorite yeah i love doing that blockbuster had a very high arc and then of awesomeness and then so drop hard. and it's like it really comes about the time you first get in your first long-term relationship so it's awesome when you're a little kid 
it's awesome when you first, like when you're like 15 and you have like your first girlfriend and like your mom has to drive you to Blockbuster to pick a movie and you're like giggling over what movie. And like she, you don't care what movie you pick because like you're not trying to watch the movie, you know? Uh, French kiss. Yeah, so you're like, yeah, that one's good. And you're like, let's, let's, let's move it along. But then you get like a, a year into the relationship you're like, yeah. what do you want to watch? I the, don't know. What do you want to watch? And the, then it's like an hour and a half in Blockbuster. You're like, just pick something already. See, I'm going to disagree with you there. I never had that that negative time in Blockbuster. Well, your girlfriends didn't suck as much as mine. <laughs> that mine, was I a guess. problem. Yeah. <laughs> Damn it. And then if anyone, my ex-girlfriends are listening, I'm sorry. You guys were great. <laughs> Except so, for in Blockbuster. I'm going to ask Mike Jones this question since his little brother's the one who asked it. Wait, no, wait, wait. We should ask this one to TK. Okay. Because I feel like can TK... Can we co-answer it? Can we answer it together? Um, only, if you, only, only if you answer it in the form of uh, a rhyme. <laughs> no, <I'm just> kidding. <laughs> um, All right, so cereal. Why is it not considered soup? That's a good question. What would you say, man? <laughs> uh, I'm going to go with uh, soup is hot and Yeah, but there's cold, cold soups. There's gazpachos. Yeah, uh, but uh, yeah, I would call gazpacho gazpacho. I don't know if okay. I would say soup straight out. Okay, I feel like it's not a soup because it's entire. It, there's not there's nothing to it besides the grain and the milk. There's no broth. There's no base to the soup. So you're you know, saying a soup has to have a broth? I believe a soup should start with some kind of foundational broth. If you want to get real technical, I th- I, I I see where you're going. I feel like soup has some sort of um, blending of the flavors over time component. I mean, yeah, there's that no happens. depth of flavor with ce- actually no. You're you ever, right. You, cereal milk is a game you ever changer. Put, you're cereal right. milk is a game changer, and that's yeah. blending at its finest. How about this? If you put the cereal into the milk and let it sit for a, enough time for the flavors to blend, it becomes a soup, and it also becomes disgusting. Yes, <laughs> it'll be a soup. Yeah, it'll be, it'll a, be soup. a soup. Like if you put frosted mini wheats. In there. If you've ever left frosted mini wheats in a bowl of milk long enough, it becomes like mush. Yeah. But they're like amazing. straight mush. It's amazing. It's amazing. Dude, that the blueberry sh- ones. I used to live <laughs> yeah. on the blueberry ones. Dude, I would I would kill no, nah, I wouldn't kill any of you guys. Um, I'd kill a stranger. Didn't we deem you most <laughs> likely to murder like ten minutes ago? <laughs> so I feel That's like true. you might. I would um I would I would sacrifice um, something of, of of tangible value for a bowl of frosted mini wheats right now. So the other morning I woke up my my I live with my sister and her uh, two her three children, but two of them are eleven and twelve. So they have like a dope cereal cabinet, and every now and then there's like a crazy new one in there. So I opened it the other morning and there was frosted mini wheats in which I hadn't had in like a decade. And I texted these dudes as I was eating them. I'm like, this is incredible, and you have to eat them um, sugar side down to your tongue. Yes. I don't know if you like uh, th- No, no, like, no. You're 100% that's yeah, yeah, yeah. the way you yeah, have yeah. That's the dopest taste you're going to get out of yeah, that cereal. Yeah, for sure. 100%. <clears throat> so my nephew also does, he's like a mixer. He likes to do Cinnamon Toast Crunch and Fruity Pebbles. Wow. So wow. I, every now and then if I'm up like early enough and I have breakfast with him, I try it out. Yo, that milk is fire at the end. It's good. Cinnamon yeah. Toast Crunch and Fruity Pebbles. And Fruity Pebbles. See, I can't do Fruity Pebbles, man. It, I feel like it. I feel my teeth deteriorating <laughs> yeah. as I'm eating that. Like, I feel them crumbling apart. Yeah. But it's... It's so, veneers, bro. I love, I love Captain Crunch. I don't know what flavor it is, though. It's For like me, butter. though, it, it rips my gums apart. Like, even three spoonfuls. Yeah, agreed. I'm on, my mouth is on fire. Yeah, but it's like the pain that's like, it hurts so good, you know? <laughs> it's like good pain. It's like S&M of cereal. I don't know. 
I love it. I want it. <laughs> should, I want is it. that how they should market it to adults? Yeah. <laughs> like they have the kids commercials, but on adult, like Comedy Central yeah. late night, it's like, are you into an S&M? Yeah. Like, do you want to <laughs> torture yourself while enjoying your favorite cereal? <laughs> Captain Crunch. <laughs> Hurts so good. <laughs> oh, yeah. All right. So the next question is from Ice. Um, when, <laughs> this is, I don't know. This is just like a, a request. I don't know. If yeah. This is, okay. It counts. Uh, he wants to know when he he can join the show. When he can All right. Well, show. we tried to have him on uh, towards the end of the summer, but the date didn't work out. Um, Ice is a great human being. We worked security together forever. Uh, Stand up guy. Played like college football. Has like a uh, cool story. Just bought a bar. Just like an awesome dude. And he loves this podcast and he wants to be on it. And I'm totally with that. I'm 100% on board with Ice being on the podcast. One, I've never met him in person, but I feel like I know him. You've you totally a met him in person. Have I? Yeah. You have. You had to have. Anytime I, you've come him. to see me at the bar, he's been there. Oh, all right. <laughs> hey, Ice. Long time to see. <laughs> so Ice is the man because he had that day. That, remember, I, forget, I think it was New Year's Eve when we did our New Year's Eve episode, and you were talk, We were all talking about just like how we're gonna like be better people. Remember? Yes, he's a, actually a huge part of this podcast. Yeah, he. You, we were all like went around the room and we're like, all right, you know, how are we going to be better people next year and, and whatever. And Eric was like, my boy Ice, who I bounce with at the bar, always when he leaves, instead of just saying like, all right, I'll talk to you later, he says, I appreciate you. And then and then and that's like, like anytime we do anything, we go out to dinner, like we're hanging out, or I drop him off. It's just always I appreciate so you adapt. And like we have now literally adopted that. And we say it all the time. And I think it's so much. Those things should be said in general. 100%. People don't express their love for the people they're around enough. You know, no. that's something me and my friends take a lot of pride in is we mm-hmm. like express the appreciation for one another. So I'm down with that. Yeah. 100%. Shout out ice. I'm down yeah. with that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's huge. And we like, we um, adopted that like wholeheartedly right off the bat and haven't let up since no not, no, not just on the air, by the way, like we do do it on the air, but like in real life for yeah, sure. It's that just was, there now. That's um, so. Ice is the man, and um, he was the I feel like I know that. him very yeah. well, even though I, I, I feel like maybe I've like said hi to him, but I've yeah, never like, yeah, had I know a conversation yeah. with him, you know. Uh, so, so that was that was huge. But he should, he's definitely allowed on the show. One hundred percent. We'll say everyone's. Um, okay, the next one is from uh, uh, Dorney, our, our good friend Rich Dorney. Uh, if you three were an. Uh, in uh, a remake of the movie or TV show, The A Team, which characters will we be? What do you do? You know The A Team well or no? I know it enough to know that Mr. T was on it, and you're definitely Mr. T. <laughs> oh, Eric is obviously <laughs> B.A. Barakas. I'm B.A. Barakas, like yeah. 100%. Besides that, I honestly, I'm too young for that. I don't know any of the characters on it. Okay, so. We were like having a little talk about this before you got here. Actually, when, when Pop went to get the door. Uh, we were having this, as you were coming when you when yeah you were, we had the, we were having this conversation who we'd be and um, he's like I know who you're gonna say I am and I don't want to be him um, and he's like I want to be cannibal <laughs> and I'm like well we started dying because the character's name is Hannibal he's not a people eater <laughs> yeah. you know so I walked out of the room and then I came back and I'm like well since I called him cannibal I'm obviously disqualified from having we that say Pom should be face the character face he was like. The pretty the, boy? Yeah, he was the handsome I guy. See it. He was like the con man of the group, but he could also like whoop whoop a little ass, you know, when he had to, you know, like, and that's I still, that all makes sense. I still want to be Hannibal, but whatever. 
I guess it could be worse. And who's Mike Jones? <laughs> yeah, who is Mike Jones? I, I feel like you're going to be um, either Murdoch. He's 100% Murdoch. There's, there's no question of Murdoch. No question. So who's Hannibal? Hannibal was the the captain or whatever. He was that boss. He was the old guy that had the, he had the cigar. That's the thing. In this friendship, we don't need a captain. Wow. Because you guys just appreciate one another. That's it, man. I love you guys. That's it. I appreciate you, Jonesy. Plus, I escape from a mental asylum every week to do another <laughs> show. Uh, I think that's pretty accurate. B.A. Baracus, Face, and Murdoch. Yeah. Yeah. So Murdoch was like, he wasn't actually crazy. I feel like he, he was pretend crazy. He was totally crazy. He was totally crazy. He literally broke out of an insane asylum every week to yeah. go be a part of the 18. <laughs> yeah. Wow. But he kind of did it. For, for kicks was that was that shown every episode or was it just like you knew he broke out of it, <laughs> it was it was the first season was a lot of that the, <laughs> after that no after that it's just you get it he's yeah you get out. it you get it <laughs> um dwight schultz man he's a great actor i'll take i'll take after him so that concluded ask us anything how'd you yeah. guys how'd you guys feel about that pretty good we're informed <laughs> tk well, they, they're informed tk yeah. did you have a good time yeah that was great all right um i felt good eric yeah, did you feel good always Okay, so the next um, segment—it's not really a segment. No, it's just something we put up on the gram this week. Yeah, so um, we called this one uh, "Teach Us How to Be Functioning Members of Society" because we don't really know how to do that well. <laughs> and this is something that happened to me recently, and I didn't know how to react. So I figured, let me poll the audience on what normal humans do in these situations. I was coming up from the subway, and. Uh, the woman in front of me had a full-on split down like the back of her her dress. Like she was wearing like a skirt, like but it was like like a tight skirt, and it wasn't like a split that like could go unnoticed. It was split on a very tight skirt, so it was like bowed out, and it was just like butt cheeks. You know what I mean? And I was like, holy crap, what do I do? And I looked up at it, and I was like, uh, uh. What is a normal functioning member of society? Like if I tell her that she split her pants, then she'll like maybe she'll thinking like I'm somehow being creepy. Um, if I don't tell her I'm a bad person, I don't know what to do. I froze. I did nothing. I walked right by and I just pretended I didn't I wish see. you would have just been like, yo, shorty, your cheeks are peeking and like run in the opposite direction. <laughs> and then trip and <laughs> run away. <laughs> so I, I put this out there. And, um, and when I say cheeks, by the way, she was wearing undergarments but they were the type that exposed the cheeks exposed the cheeks correct um i call them undergarments by the way (laughs) which by the way in england they call them pants did you know that like if you say you're in your pants they call your bloomers pants if you are in england and you say i'm wearing my pants right now that means you're in your underwear Underwear, yeah so what are your what we call pants trousers trousers or slacks i guess maybe slacks do they call them then so would these be short trousers is it britches? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> the last one I made up. I have no idea. Uh, but that I learned that. So yeah, they also so, call calendars diaries, which I found out I work with an Australian woman, and I was like, oh, we got to catch up on that thing. Um, well, I forgot what it was like a work thing, and she's like, oh, great, I'll put it in my diary. I'm like, listen, I don't think it's that big of an event for you to write down in your diary, but uh, cool. Uh, she's like, no, my diary. I'm like, I think oh. a cool segment each week would be like our favorite. Uh, British term like yeah. standing in line they say I was waiting in queue and like I kind of love that or did you know in England oh lift for yeah. an elevator yeah do you know in England um, pudding just means dessert yeah so like how could you have 
you're putting if you haven't had your meat. He's just saying your zerts. Dessert. Yeah. How can you have your zerts? Yeah. You know? So it's a pudding. So anyway, you worded this question very weird on Instagram. I, know, I screwed it up. And Derek called you out for it, and I'm glad he did. So yeah, uh, I wrote... Um, hold on, let me write exactly. So I basically wrote, um, would you say something or ignore it? As the uh, in like the sentence, and then the and then the poll and the choices were yes and no, and it should <laughs> have just it, was it should have been say something or ignore it. But I'm an idiot, and I screwed up. So sorry, Derek, and thank either you. that or you just clip the ignore it and write. Would you say something yes or no? And that could have yeah, I could, I'm, either I'm, one of those would have been a good good solution. <laughs> Anything but what I actually did. So that happened. All right. So that that's that. Okay, so but fifty three percent wouldn't say anything. I yeah. feel like you can't. Yeah, because you're a creep if you say <laughs> yeah. something. But also, you're not really a creep. You're just trying to help out. Like I know that, that's like the reverse of the fly question. Like when someone's flies down. Yes, I feel like if I know the person, I have no problem being like, "Yo, your flies down." Yeah, but if I don't know the person, it's really tough to be like, "No, nah, hey, you, you make don't know a joke. Me, but your flies you make a down. joke." Bro, yeah. you got a you got a license to sell hot dogs in here. Like yeah. that's always that's <laughs> always a good that one. that's okay. always a good icebreaker. Yeah, that's I literally used it at work today, and I'm not even kidding. I. I just feel like if I split my pants and I didn't know and somebody told me, me, I'd be so happy. Can I tell you guys a quick story? This is a real story. That happened if to I said like no, months. would you not tell it? No, I keep going. Okay. I bow right through. Then tell it. As anyone who knows me well knows, I will tell a story no matter like every social cue that nobody wants me to tell the story. I will keep going. So I will keep going. All right. About two months ago, I went to the uh, I was at work and I like a pair of you know khaki type pants on and I go into the bathroom to, to to pee, fly down, pee, fly up, zipper up, zoop, just rips right like the zipper just right oh. rips right off. So these are form fitting khakis, so they're like kind mm-hmm. of like this woman's skirt, just open, fly. I was supposed to meet somebody for um, like a pretty important meeting uh, right at that moment. And I was like, what am I supposed to do? And it happened to be super humid and like raining that day. So I'm like sweating in a bathroom. Now I'm outside of work because I'm meeting this person at a, like a bar across the street. It was whatever. And I, um, I'm trying to uh, – figure out a way to like fashion my fly clothes so I could go to this meeting. I remember what it was. It was a retirement party for someone. Okay. And I couldn't remember why. And they will text me like, where are you? Where are you? I'm like, I'll be right there. And I go to this bathroom and the only thing I could find is a paperclip. So I took a paperclip and I used it like a, like a, like a, like I was um, sewing. You know what I'm saying? And I like poked it through one end of the fly and like wrapped it around. And I had a, I created like a metal, fly to like keep keep the 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 you know nooks and crannies where they're supposed Did to it be. work and it worked for sure but it was like it's metal so it it like it didn't is it more noticeable than it just <laughs> yeah open so it looked like i had like a you know i was have happy i looked like i was very very happy because like the the way like i sewed it with the paper clip didn't work well at all and it just gave me a weird poking out bulge i had a similar one and it actually i was in a worse situation than you were dude i was at a retirement party. Okay. i was at like a party with all work people okay like i was getting a- dressed to officiate a wedding oh that's worse 
and I ripped the zipper off the pants. Wow. So now my buddy who was in the hotel room with me is (laughs) trying to fix the zipper on my pants. They're literally waiting for us at the vineyard in Riverhead. Okay. The, the, the hotel uh, lobby gentleman comes upstairs. Now him and my buddy are both trying to fix my pants and we can't. So we're right near the Tanger outlets. I had to run to the outlets to get pants. Now I'm not an average size guy. Okay. So this store, I, my trade off was my pants that didn't zip up or these pants that zipped up, but didn't clasp at the top. <laughs> you got to go with that one. So I had to buy these pants in the store, change into them. We flew about 100 miles an hour, pulled into the wedding, walked through the inside of the venue to the outside, and I started the ceremony. Like, that's how late we were. Down to the wire. Down to the wire. Wow. Wow. That's impressive and committed. Yeah. That shows a very <laughs> yeah. high level of commitment to your job. So that's yeah. a terrible, terrible thing when that happens. I've been there, and I feel your pain. I have, it was- I have a pants split that trumps both of those. Yeah. Wow. I was in the jury box on a manslaughter case. <laughs> and my pants split right up the middle. And it was like, literally, like I, I sat down in the seat and the edge of the seat caught my pants and ripped them. And I had to sit like that for like another 12 hours while they were going through like evidence and videos and all kinds of stuff. And all I could think about was like, I hope no one sees anything. <laughs> I wonder when we're going to take. Heard this story before. I I wonder when we're taking a bathroom break. Maybe I can fix this somehow. Oh my god! As we're watching charts and videos of horribleness. (laughs) It's amazing. Oh man. Okay. It's the worst. All right. So now we have like a bunch of other stuff on our notes that we didn't even get to touch on. Which? What do you think? I think we should just save them for next step. Okay. Yeah. Um. I'm with that. Yeah, we had that much content this, yeah. this week. There's no way we're going to get through it all. So um, I just want to take a moment to say, TK, thank you so much. Thank you all for having me. It was a blast. I uh, appreciate it. We you, appreciate you. I appreciate y'all. <laughs> appreciate you, man. Yeah, yeah. This has been uh, awesome. Awesome experience. I hope you come back. I hope you're on. I'll be back. Y'all have me back. I'll be back. We will definitely have you back. And y'all got to come down to a show next time I play. Yeah. Sure. Do you Absolutely. have anything to plug? I don't have anything to plug. Actually, I do. Uh, me and the crew, Camp Deconic, put out a record a few months ago. We were just up a couple weeks ago making a new one. So that one's going to be coming out early next year. And uh, if you're not following Camp Deconic or me, you should be doing both of that. You should follow me at TK the Architect. And you should follow Camp Deconic at Camp TCNC. Cool. Awesome. Yeah. Um, and we. Are you cool with us uh, ending the show with one of your songs? Yeah, I'm down with that. Let's do it. You have a preference? Well, your favorite's Wait Up, right? Play Wait Up. Dude, I you have no idea how much I like that song. <laughs> I love that song too, I love all, I love all your songs. Don't get me wrong. I love, like, Still, Patience are yeah. probably my, my, my two and three. But Wait Up, Slow Down, I listen to nonstop. And for whatever reason, it is the perfect... Being on the train song. I've heard that a lot. And I you even say yeah. L-I-R-R, yeah, yeah. Which, which is, for those who don't live in, in New York, Long Island Railroad, um, it's just a perfect, like, sitting on the train, staring out the window song. It's perfect. I love it. And I'm very happy that we're about to play it. Oh, one, one last thing. How do we hear your music? I'm on Spotify. And I'm on Apple Music. I'm on Amazon Music. Anywhere you can find streaming musics, you can find my stuff at TK the Architect. Awesome. Or Camp Taconic if you want to hear me as part of a bigger group. Awesome. Dope. Awesome. And be on the lookout for my new side project, uh, TK the Archduke. Yes. Oh, you don't know. So we should probably tell him so that, like, we came you know, up with this like, awesome plan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
we're gonna start a TK the Architect cover band. Okay. Um, and we're gonna play like all the same venues you play, <laughs> and try to play like like the night before you play. Cool. cool. And try to steal your thunder. Perfect. Or or then like after like a really long standing feud, we decide to like call a truce and we say like here's part of the truce. You just let us open for you, and then we play the exact same playlist <laughs> set list that you have. Yeah. I called it a playlist, and um, just hope that you don't get that mad. But uh, we're gonna. It takes just, a lot to get me, to, me to be mad. So, I'll probably be front row at your shows, laughing my ass. <laughs> like all three of us will just be like in like TK the architect. I would be flattered. Yeah. I'd be flattered that someone's bothering to do that. <laughs> it, it's gonna happen. I'm just saying. Um, so, dude, it's been amazing. Yeah, thank you all uh, once again. Uh, to everyone listening, thank you so much. Please keep the feedback coming. Yep. Uh, you know the deal. Uh, follow us on Instagram. Answer everything we put up. You guys have been doing a killer job at all these crazy polls we've been putting up on the gram. So, like, we totally appreciate that. Um, I always tell you to go on iTunes and review it and all that jazz. Nobody really does. Uh, But if you could, we'd appreciate it. Send us emails, voicemails, texts, snail mail, like, whatever you got to do. Get us questions. Get us feedback. All that. We love you. We appreciate you. And, again, TK, it's been a blast. Much love, y'all. We'll see you guys next week. Peace, peace. Bye. Peace. See, I was laying in bed, bad thoughts, couldn't get them out of my head. The anxiety of death, kicking knowledge like I always been. Like the sentiments of Sartre live inside of my pen. The philosopher's stone, flow the fountain of youth. Immortality through verses with no burden of proof. Always in pursuit of the truth Not through scholastics But backflips up in the booth Now vibe with me Life's still in stereo I just got a better grip on dealing with the differences in perspectives Bet my mama think of Sundays like church Said my father rocks blue collars when teaching life lessons Some still sandbox and things don't change A lot of frosted flakes popping up these days I remember sitting down with Taco when all this year started Not really knowing the difference that two years can make Smoked out with the pack like a bunch of cigarettes Mostly on green like balsamic vinaigrette And I ain't even close to make it yet But dudes been asking me advice when I barely cope with the daily stress Take a breath, let it out, my dude Nobody goes through this with it all fine-tuned Take a breath, let it out, my dude Out in Greenport enjoying the view And they telling me Hey, child You don't have to keep asking for Dog, I get your vibe, I ain't down, my friend Bumping L Boogie and some common sense MCs miseducated, I refuse to beat them They don't make moves, they're pacing Working with those with snake-like traits like EBA6 My life just a series of adapting to changes Cause it don't always work out like extended engagements Arrangements and blueprints, hence the architect Life through my lens like John Malkovich Cusack Born name, what my homies call me And I'm glad they've known me this long and ain't disowned me Ten years fly by like opposite train cars Out to NYC on the L-I-double-R Life's good, homie, hope yours is too Most of y'all don't know that lyric, but the homies do it says, hey child You don't have to keep asking for it Believe me Wait,
nah, nah, we're keeping that. <laughs>